Hey everyone, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world. Well, today we're fortunate to be sitting down with the mayor of Hardyville, Mayor Harry Williams. Um, mayor, I've known you for several years now. We, you've been in office almost five and a half years, I think, and uh, came to us from the Northeast, a graduate of uh, Rutgers, and uh, I'm sure the, the roots still run run pretty pretty solid there. Oh, sure. And then also I noticed that uh, you were had been in public service before you moved to the area. And if I say this correctly, the, you were served on the Mawa City Council? Mawa. Mawa City Council. Then I wasn't surprised to see this, that you were also um, a youth sports coach. Yes. And the reason I say that is because I remember one of our videos that we were doing, I think it was for our State of the Region, where we saw you and you had a basketball. And we'll talk about the new rec center before we let you go today. But uh, you had a basketball and I saw that just a heck of a jump shot that was was really good. <laughs> so welcome and we're glad to have you with us today, Mayor. Thank you and thank you for inviting me. It's always nice to come and talk about my favorite subject, Hardyville. Well, and before we do that, I just want to say your your leadership in, in Hardyville and not only Hardyville, but the entire region is invaluable. And uh, uh, there's certainly other things you could be doing with your time, but I'm not sure that your time could be any better spent than what you're doing uh, these days. So thank you very much for your leadership. You're quite welcome. It's been very re rewarding to to work in this part of the country. Keep up the good work and don't go any place anytime soon. Okay. All right. So I thought, first of all, kicking things off, we know that back in February that uh, Home Depot announced that they're building a warehouse, a distribution center there in Hardyville. And uh, tell us a little bit about where it will be, and then uh, also what you see some of the benefits, not only to Hardyville, Jasper County, but the entire region being. Well, the where they're located, it's in the first building that was built just off Highway 17 in the what's known as the Riverport section, and there is a marquee right right by there. Uh, just north of where waste management uh, moved in a couple of years ago. And that company, that was uh, 500 acres bought by a company called North Signal Capital. And their plan was to invest $250 million in 10 spec buildings in that southern area. That road that they're on is the road that is known as uh, Riverport Parkway South, which will lead to the new exit three, which uh, we can talk about later if you'd like. Um, but the first building, 150,000 square feet, uh, first tenant announced was Home Depot, and they're taking almost 59,000 square feet um, in a 10-year lease. All these um, buildings will be leased by North Signal Capital, varying amounts of, of time. And they're the first, and actually, there are now five leases signed in the first two buildings um, in that area. And of course, Home Depot is the marquee uh, tenant. The, the remaining of the, that first building is, there's two other, um, one's a logistic company, 59,000 square feet, uh, called Sea West. And another one is a uh, ceramic and porcelain tile company called Style Access. They both have, uh, and they, they took 35,000 square feet. So that whole building is leased out. And then the building, the, the second building, which is actually building number three, um, 
There are two tenants. They each took 164,500 square feet. So that building is 329,000 square feet. One is a logistic company, TWUSA, and one is a company out of New York called Jonathan Y. It has home fixtures and lighting. So there are almost 500,000 square feet filled with tenants right now with leases anywhere from five to 10 years. So that's really uh, very exciting. Now, what's it all mean? These are warehousing uh, companies, logistics. Um, it brings jobs. And that's the main thing is, is that it brings jobs and better than um, minimum wage jobs. It also brings a tremendous, because these are, are commercially taxed enterprises. So it brings taxes not only to the city, but to the county and to the school district. And that's really important. So um, it has a lot of benefits in terms of jobs and tax revenues that can be put to make a better community. Mayor, the uh, Riverport Park there, um, you, you'd said you had a, uh, you were quoted as saying certainly a quality corporate reputation and quality jobs that Home Depot brings. And I think we have seen just that, as you've mentioned, that Home Depot led the way. And then uh, you've had four or five others that have followed. And when you look at that uh, from an employment standpoint, how many jobs um, would you estimate that we're talking about today and in the next few years with these companies up and operating? Well, every company and every um, situation will bring more or less. I think the number of jobs for the Home Depot is uh, 12 um, because they're in and out kinds of uh, uh, inventory. And I think logistic companies will have those kinds of numbers, 12, 24. Um, distribution centers like the... Um, the ceramic tile and the home fixtures, they may be a, a little bit more. What is What we are trying to do in that same area is recruit manufacturing. And because manufacturing will bring in not only more jobs, but will bring in even higher paying jobs. And the Southern Carolina Alliance is working on that, that very thing now. But I think it's a collective total. And I just told you about that 500,000 square feet. That is, is under lease. But there's going to be two buildings finished by the end of January 2022, which will be an additional 800,000 square feet. Okay. We are under negotiation. And with the Southern Carolina Alliance is negotiating and we hope to have a positive news by the end of this month that will bring a uh, company buying a section of the Sherwood track, which is right next to it. And that would be uh, an additional 6 million square feet of, of warehousing, logistics kinds of uh, enterprises. So each one is not a lot of jobs. But it's the collective total that we're looking at will bring literally hundreds of jobs. And if we're, we're successful in, in recruiting a manufacturer down there, 
that that number would go up exponentially. What would you think would be the the build out of the Riverport Commerce Park? Are we talking fifteen to twenty years before it's fully built out? It, it's uh, probably again the market will drive how fast it will go, but I I think. Um, 10 to 20 years is probably uh, realistic. I think you're going to see a lot in the next 10 years with the completion of Exit 3 and that whole acreage around Exit 3. Um, and there's another factor that's, that's uh, contributing to that. The Georgia Port Authority is booming. Um, I'm told at their projected rate that they will probably become the number two port in the country, exceeding New Jersey. Um, so their need to offload containers, get them to logistic warehouses, which is what we're building in Hardyville, and turning that those trucks around four or six times a day, that keeps their loading dock uh, free, so they can take in more containers. And, and Hardyville is seven to 12 miles, depending on what part, away from that port. So those independent cab owners can offload those containers continuously all day long if they have a place to go. And so that's, that's what's driving a part of what's going on around that southern part of Hardyville. We're talking to Mayor Harry Williams today, the mayor of Hardyville. And uh, Mayor, we've talked a lot about jobs and and uh, uh, new companies coming to the to the area, which is fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about with jobs also comes the the need for additional housing. And uh, uh, the East Argent project, I, I understand, will bring about ninety five new homes to Hardyville, as well as uh, uh, walking trails and other facilities. What's the build out on that? And, and then just tell us more about that East Argent project. Well, originally we announced this in November of 2017, and we projected that to be a 15 to 20 year build out. Well, already we've identified half the 9,500 home density that's in, in, uh, gonna go into that um, 7,500 acre tract. The roadway, which will go from 170 at Oldfield all the way to Argent Boulevard, is about halfway done, um, give or take. There's already, we have identified uh, Hearthstone Lakes uh, is a project ongoing that'll build out to 550 homes. And on the other end of that is what's called Riverton Point right now. And Toll Brothers has uh, opened up their uh, marketing of that. Uh, they've completed amenities. The golf course will be finished in October and their plans call for 950 homes. In there, Sun City purchased uh, a 500-acre uh, um, tract and their plan, they have a density of 1,500 homes that they're going to build right across the street from where they're building now. There's um, there's an independent living facility that's uh, already have site plans submitted. It's called the Mansions, and that'll have a common building plus um, villas. There's a Dr. Horton project that will have over 600 homes, and Farino 
has two projects, one called Cobblestone, which is townhomes, and another one called Hunt Club, which is about 500 homes planned. Um, Mungo Homes has uh, been approved, and there will be at Riverton Point in, in that area. So there's already over 4,500 4, homes that we've approved site plans for um, out of the 9,500 home density. So a lot of them, other than Sun City being what that is, a lot of them are in the moderate price range. Um, that 200,000 to 250. Now, of course, the market's going crazy, so, but that's really where we've been trying to model so that uh, we can get more inventory of the middle-class working family. Um, and that includes our firemen and our policemen and our teachers and that kind of product that we're trying to attract into that uh, area as well, some others we have ongoing. So uh, we need that inventory of homes if we're going to fill these jobs from the local economy. And that's the whole idea, Bill, is to make sure that our local citizens, and, and I'm talking, you know me, I always talk about the broader community. Obviously, Hardyville is first, but it's a broader community of, of, of Hampton and and uh, Buford and Yemisee and uh, where they can all come to get these new jobs. We don't want them to be given to people from Georgia. We need our local people, the people who are living at, at you know, that day-to-day -day paycheck, that they can elevate their lifestyle because that's all part of the plan, to raise the quality of life for our citizens. And our citizens, again, are from the broader context of, of the region. And if we can accomplish that, then we've gotten both goals of number one, um, bringing in jobs, and number two, giving them to the people who really could use their lifestyle raised. Mayor, I've always been impressed with your, your regionalism, your regional thinking. And uh, by your comments right there, just further demonstrates how you're always looking for the home front, you want to take care of the home front of Hardyville, but also the 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 larger region as a whole. And uh, I think your leadership with that is has also helped others to see that uh, uh, it's coming together for the greater good. And so we continue to support that uh, thinking, and glad that uh, you continue to push that forward. Also, I'd like for our listeners to know that as we sit here, I'm amazed just sitting across looking at the mayor and hearing him recite all these things. And I can tell you he's doing it coming out of his coming out of his mind, out of his head. Uh, you know, he's not sitting here reading from a script or anything else. He has the numbers down. He's deeply committed to it and and uh can, can tell a lot about what's going on. So, Mayor, we're glad you're here. Let's move on to another subject, if we can, and uh, uh, that's of Exit 3. That's going to be a, a big opportunity there for the region as well, and bring us up to date on Exit 3. Well, I just spent a very long day in the office of uh, the South Carolina Department of Transportation <laughs> and uh, Secretary Hall two weeks ago. And so we have, we, we accomplished a lot, although it was a long day. But the schedule is this, uh, we're probably in the next two years, we'll be design, um, finishing the permitting, 
And then the last three months of that, we'll be bidding the project out. And then it'll take about 24 to 30 months for the actual construction of, of, the, of the interchange. The design's all set, everything's ready to go. Um, so we're looking at spring of 2026 for that to be open. Now, key to that is the, what I mentioned, Riverport Parkway South. And that's the road that goes from Highway 17, where those warehouses are popping up, and it goes about four miles to the exit. And that's critical because that feeds not only the entire area, but it becomes the main um, exit for the Georgia port and takes some of that. You know, we've all seen the backup at Port Wentworth. Um, so that's going to be a critical interchange uh, right there. Spring 2026, that road, as that road goes up, more and more of that 5,000 acres known as the Riverport area will continue to build up uh, over and above what I was talking about earlier. And then uh, that will be done probably, I'm going to say, um, the th uh, fourth quarter 22, first quarter 23. So that road continues to be built. Um, more and more industry and commerce that will support that exit will continue to, to come. And then after the job is bid and we know the final numbers, then we're going to build Riverport Parkway North. And that goes north from I-95, goes right into Perrysburg Road along the Savannah River, which will eventually hit 321 that will go north. So there's a whole traffic pattern that's being developed along with the exit itself. Now, concurrently is right now in design is the widening of I-95. And the first eight miles is going to be the, the Georgia border to exit eight, which is also Hardyville. Um, and so in the design is the allowing of that widening and that construction on that will begin in uh, spring of 2024. So you can see just as we're getting ready to put the exit in, the widening project will begin as well. And of course, that'll take years we, you know, uh, to get done, but it's all being done concurrently. So that whole area will now open up to all the projects I talked about earlier. And so that's a really critical, critical uh, infrastructure need. And eventually all these things, even the warehousing, will support the future Jasper Ocean Terminal. Exit three, as well as the widening of I-95, has been something that's been discussed for years upon years upon years <laughs> and uh, was needed many years ago, I think many would say. Uh, but it's it's nice to be able to know that there is a start date, there is a plan, and uh, that we'll be moving forward with that in the, the very near future. So that's a great plan that's uh, coming together. Let's shift gears, if we could, to what uh, you, I think, referred to at one point as the impossible dream. And uh, on July 31st, you celebrated that impossible dream by cutting the ribbon for your new eight and a half million dollar recreation community center that is really just a, a wonderful asset to, to Hardyville. 
Uh, how did that come together and, and what was the feeling of the community once they saw it open and being able to utilize it? Well, it, I, that opening was one of the most gratifying parts of, of being, being mayor so far because I saw in one day, I saw people from every part of our community, from Sun City to the historic downtown area. And they were all in the same building at the same time, something no one would have ever thought could possibly happen. And not, I had people come in, I had an 80 year old woman say to me, I've been waiting for this my whole life. I've, I had uh, people who lived in Hardyville their whole time. Every time I go there, they're upstairs walking on the upstairs walking track. I saw, and even from that very first day, every time I go in, I see young kids in there playing basketball. That is what it really was it all about originally was to have a place for our young people to, um, to go and enjoy themselves and not hang out on the street and get in trouble. And, and this is really it was so heartwarming to see all those things, all those visions of why you want to have a facility like this actually come together. And, and believe me, Bill, every day I'm in there, I see people from downtown and Sun City on that walking track. And I just want, I want to cry. It's, yeah. it's that, it's that fun. We have, um, on Wednesday mornings and Monday mornings, there's, uh, indoor pickleball. We devote the, the basketball court to indoor pickleball. So that is attracting quite a crowd. And our fitness center is, I mean, state of the art. And that's, that's got people in it all the time. We've had, um, we've had a church affair in there. We had the other day, we had, um, unfortunately, one of our firefighters died and we had a, a, a memorial in there. So this, there's, we've had Soloco meetings there. We've had mayor meetings there. So it, it's becoming what we envisioned to be something that not only the community can use, but these regional events and, uh, where the whole region can come. And someday I envision, I'm, I'm hoping to see, collegiate basketball and collegiate uh, volleyball in there. We already have our charter school across the street where Live Oaks Academy has their uh, varsity bas uh, volleyball games there. So, you know, it's it's really coming together nice. We were so proud of it. Um, it's doing what it was intended to do. And, and I'll just close with this one thing. All this development, all the housing, all the industry and all those things, it's, it's bringing good things to the community. It's building a better community. And that's what we, we, you know, the benefit. Some people say, we, we have to be concerned about the environment. We have to be concerned about traffic. And all these things have to be done with those things in mind and make sure that we do it right. But when you see the benefits in something like this rec center, that's what it's all about. Well, I can see the, the smile on your face and hear the passion and enthusiasm in your voice. And again, congratulations on that. That was uh, it's, it's just um, uh, wonderful for the, the community and thinking about having an eight and a half million dollar recreation center that many said couldn't be done. That's a, a state of the art place that so many of your, your residents are, are enjoying. 
let's uh, you talked a little bit about uh, uh, you know the benefits of of this growth for for Hardyville. And if you would, before we conclude today, let's talk a little bit about not only also being important to Hardyville, but how it's important to, to the region, how it's really affecting the entire region. That growth in Hardyville is, is driving uh, positive things across the, across the region. Well, I think the most positive thing that I'm happy about is that, and I touched on a little bit before, we all know that the this area the carter shame was you know it was coined long before i came um we know that jasper county had a uh 25 percent of our the residents were living below the poverty line and yet our unemployment was before COVID was 2.5 percent. we were the working poor so what what all this is doing is giving the region some opportunities. The growth in Hardyville, would would I-95 be widened? Would Exit 3, after a dozen years, have been able to come into effect if, if there, these positive things weren't going on? Margaritaville came, and they're selling 500 homes a year. And they can, it was the second concept in the entire country and they chose Hardyville because good things were happening. People could see it happening. So good things attract good things. And that's what's important. And everybody can benefit. Exit three, exit five, exit eight, and the widening of I-95, think 20 years down the road. Now all of a sudden, people who are traveling on a bus at five in the morning forever, can hop on I-95 from even Charleston or, or Hampton or Walterboro and be at a good job in 30 minutes and have easy access off the highway. So it brings more options for everybody in the area to have better jobs, raise the quality of life. And it all happens because um, Hardyville just all of a sudden we were able and got lucky to to have a lot of good things happening and and it's just now like Home Depot. He they come and a lot more people follow because it's a marquee name. And it's the same kind of thing that's happening throughout the city with our with our housing, our, our commercial, hopefully industrial, um and and the whole region benefits, I think, from that. Mary, this has been a terrific conversation. If People wanted to maybe go to a website and see some of the uh, planning and some of the, the buildings that are going up. Uh, could they go to a website and see that? Our uh, website, which is hardyvillesc.gov, we have everything in there. I, we, we film every event, every word that's said at a council meeting, every one of these site plans are all there. Uh, just have to navigate it and find it. Um, even everything that happens at Soloco is is on that website, and it's a it's a good. Um, it, it'll show you some of the things we are having planned, some of the master plans, um, and everything's right there. You can everything I've said today, and uh, you can find right there. Uh, the Riverport there, the RiverportCommerce.com 
has all this information I gave you about about the buildings and the uh, the tenants. So uh, that's another site that you can use if people are interested in in what's going up there in those warehouses. Thank you, Mayor. The uh, future for Hardyville is indeed very very bright. Uh, congratulations to you, your council member, your uh, residents, and uh, it's great to see a. Uh, uh, a group working so well together and making such big accomplishments along the way. So thank you for joining us today. Uh, congratulations on all the good work. And for those of you who are listening, if you ever get a chance to sit down and, and listen to the mayor talk again, uh, very, very insightful. And I'd encourage you to do it. Mayor, thank you. Thank you very much for the invitation. Thanks everyone for listening. Never miss an episode of the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast by subscribing to our channel on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, and Amazon. Just about anywhere you can get the Chamber Channel podcast. Take a moment and give us a five-star review. That stuff really matters and will help other people listen to the Chamber Channel.